Bitcoin crashing is all the news today. We're going to dive into it deep. My name is Paul Barron. Welcome back to TechPath. Listen, I know all of you are probably wondering right now just how far can Bitcoin go? And much of the news that's driving this has a lot to do with, of course, our best friend and compatriot, China. Here's the thing. What has happened over and with China, really since, really since around 2017, we've seen more and more FUD, more and more action coming from the People's Republic of China. This time, though, is a little bit different. There are a lot more actions that they're actually initiating in a big way. And of course, the digital yuan and the creation of it is the number one reason. Let's jump to the markets real quick just to see where we are. And as you guys know, if you've been watching our videos, last video we did just a few days ago, uh, hitting a $1.5 trillion market cap, now down to one3 Trillion down almost 9% in the last 24 hours. Bitcoin holding in at 32.7. We'll talk a lot about Bitcoin today. And of course, uh, sentiment is still holding neutral, which I think is the one positive signature that we could look at right now is it is holding at a 49 out of 100 in terms of the daily sentiment. So that's one thing to at least be looking at from a positive standpoint. Um, I want to jump over to this story, really. And, and in these market movers, just so you guys know, we compile together stories like this. We put them, uh, kind of compile them, add in some data, also blend in some analysis and give you guys something to kind of put your sights on in terms of your own research, because that's the biggest thing you need to do on your own investment program is dive deep in on your research. And of course, again, this is not investment advice. We just are hopefully here pointing you in the right direction, giving you some ideas around where maybe this market is going. So PBOC, this is the uh, People's Bank of China, uh, Chinese banks to cut off accounts for crypto OTC merchants, reiterating the 2017 banking ban. This is what I just mentioned. You know, when you look at where they were in 2017, the difference here is the fact that they did not have the digital yuan in place. So it was probably the digital yuan's fastest move and fastest trek of development caused and were caused probably through the 2017 scenario of what China was trying to do with cryptocurrency. But in its latest effort to crack down on crypto trading activities, China's central bank has required domestic banks to cut off the funding channels of crypto over-the-counter OTC merchants. This is pretty big uh, because it does have a lot to do with the investors and the retail investors within China that are essentially dealing in crypto on a day-in, day-out basis. This essentially moves your funding. Imagine if your bank that you have right now just simply started holding and or not allowing you to transfer uh, funds into your exchanges to where you could even do uh, crypto investment, investing period. That's essentially what we're talking about here in China. Here, I want to add in here, PBOC added the bank should check to see if, this one's a little scary, to check to see if any OTC traders are using their services to provide on and off ramps for Chinese traders in a peer-to-peer fashion, the institution should immediately cut off their payment and funding channels, the central bank said. Here's the one. Central bank also demanded that attendees improve their inter- internal monitoring algorithms to better analyze the characteristics of crypto-related transactions. Pretty big, and of course, after this uh, statement, all issued a similar notice stating if any users found dealing with crypto transactions, they will terminate the relevant customer accounts and will report the issue to authorities. So essentially, this is a bit different than what you saw in 2013, 2017, kind of the 
the cycle that we've seen in terms of FUD coming in from China. So fear not, there is, I think, a golden lining to this. Maybe not silver, but the golden lining. And that is what will happen once that China, one, gets their the, the miners out, which is, we all know, has kind of been moving in this direction. They're, they're either cutting off power, asking them to, to cease operations, or essentially kicking them out of certain provinces. And now you've got the digital yuan in place, available, it's launched. Now you've got these uh, 3,000 ATMs in, in Beijing and Shanghai, now moving into where you can get down to the street level with consumers, the Chinese people. And you have this latest move, which is of course, now essentially uh, going down to the bank level. Ever since the PBOC issued a ban on initial coin offerings, ICOs, in 2017, and cut off fiat on-ramps, channels for crypto exchanges, a lot of, of the bigger exchanges have largely swept to crypto to crypto only uh, order only books. As a result, China crypto investors have been relying on OTC merchants to be, you know, between fiat and crypto peer-to-peer -peer fashion. For instance, a user would buy crypto assets to user B after user B wires equivalent amount of funds to in a Chinese yuan through a mobile payment app or a bank transfer. So now essentially what they're doing is they're targeting these funding methods and they figured out the cycle in which and how people within the, you know, the population there are investing in crypto. So this is a very big, big thing. And it is having a real life effect on the crypto price, especially around Bitcoin. And I wanna jump to this because this is something that people may have missed. And this was a story that was done back in early June Bitcoin's price slips as Weibo suspends crypto influencer accounts. Now this is important. So what we did was we looked and we, we've been tracking this for a little bit in terms of, and, and as you guys know, we do a lot of social sentiment analysis here with our own tools on TechPath that we've built over almost a decade of really kind of keyword analysis, which really kind of takes a look at how sentiment and amplification works on particular terms. And it seems to have been giving us some fairly decent um, performance. One thing though, and Weibo, just so you understand, it's kind of like the Facebook for China. They have open APIs, but we do have to use scraping tools to essentially get to the data on Weibo. Here's what you found here on this story. More than two dozen crypto influencers on Weibo suddenly found their accounts suspended by Chinese social media company in what appeared to be a targeted censorship effort. Now this was still under the radar in early June and we tied into it, but I wasn't sure whether or not this would really have an effect. Here's where, and what I think was happening. China, essentially the authorities were lining up the domino effects to start to fall. One was of course, start the concerted effort of removing mining. Second, start to move and remove the influencers and not only influencers, check this out. Clicking into their user IDs now show user doesn't exist. Banned accounts unverified by the block. This is the block is the uh, source here. Each of these accounts previously boasted notable numbers and followers and were acti active in discussing Bitcoin crypto projects, et cetera. Look here, this one right here, the accounts of Chinese crypto media, Blockbeats and 8BTC are also suspended. Now imagine if you were an investor in Bloomberg or Fox Business or Decrypt or any of these media outlets were essentially banned from any kind of communication. That's essentially what's happened in China. And when you look at what where these Weibo influencers are going, 
like Super BTC, one of the most known, this one right here, I want to highlight this one right here. Boom. Um, this right here, Super BTC, one of the most known Weibo, influ we uh, Weibo influencers in China due to his longtime involvement in the community, also confirmed the unexpected suspension on Twitter. So this is getting very interesting around how much is happening in China and where they are going in terms of this being a real concerted effort toward both the censorship and also the suspension of anything crypto. I think this has a, a much further reaching uh, scenario than what initially we had thought. And I wanted to kind of jump to this, and this is a trade the chain chart that we pulled looking back at Weibo sentiment. This is Weibo sentiment on Bitcoin and this uh, this range during our last downtrend that we saw uh, with Bitcoin, which was on May 27th, right here, the start of May 27th, through the end of that around May 29th, sentiment was holding bullish on Weibo. This is the Chinese uh, you know, population that essentially is, is using the tools they had at their hands to be able to trade cryptocurrency, was bullish at 65.07, which is a really good score for Bitcoin. Um, now it's isolated down to Weibo. So what that tells me is the Chinese population and the Chinese consumer, especially retail investors, were very big on the asset, even though we were seeing this downturn. Remember, we, we measure sentiment in downturns, not in upturns. Upturns on a price point is, you know, it's too volatile on the sentiment side. What we do look is amplification uh, for the upturns. Downturns is pure sentiment, because if you can pick up a sentiment move while a coin or a project is dropping in sentiment, that gives you a much purer and more realistic expectation. Let's take a look right here though on the chart from June 15th. This is where uh, we started to see this slide to where we are right now, June 21st, and we are setting in and around the $32,000 mark. Weibo sentiment had dropped dramatically uh, in more than half to 31.44. This is, these are not typical sentiment moves we see. Now we do see it in some of the altcoins. Altcoins are very volatile. Bitcoin though has been uh, much more stable, much like Ethereum. Ethereum has very consistent, I won't say as consistent as Bitcoin, but Bitcoin has been one of the most consistent in terms of sentiment holds. And for this to have this kind of movement in one particular platform, now remember, this is Weibo, Chinese, the Chinese Facebook platform. So that in itself says an absolute ton, especially when you look at the different scenarios that are happening across Chinese media and how these uh, influencers are essentially being um, suspended. I mean, you just pretty much can't even talk about crypto in the People's Republic of China. So this is the question, how far will this push the scenario? We've already seen hash rate reduce. I think it was less, almost 20% in uh, the global hash rate or Chinese hash rate. We will continue to see hash rate continue to decline until the uh, miners can essentially either move operations or reassess into a new facility. This is not gonna be something that happens overnight. It's gonna be something that is going to take time, whether it's Europe or in the US or North America, where a lot of these miners are gonna to have to reinitialize. The question is whether or not Bitcoin is going to continue to see the slide. Here's where I think we are though. We're gonna be watching the Weibo uh, situation to see if it continues to have any kind of, of potential effect 
on Bitcoin. Because this has been an ongoing scenario, meaning something that China has been planning for months, it may be on the tail end of where we see the effects of all these particular dominoes that, that have started to fall in China. And we may be seeing maybe the last component, the last strand of the Chinese people having any kind of effect on Bitcoin and all crypto assets, which is a sad thing for China as a country. And it's a, a sad thing really for the world to see one of the major superpowers essentially controlling their population. Of course, we all know that's kind of been the situation for quite some time, but controlling the population to a point that it just has started to move crypto assets. So quick reference here is, I think we are near the end of this. The question will be, can we see a rebound on this with the current state of the kind of investor communities that we have? I think there is a good possibility and I'm a, I'm a bit more bearish now than I have been because I've been a bit more bullish but seeing these kind of moves and, and understanding now what China has been up to is a much more clearer picture. If you're listening in over on the podcast, best thing to do is give us some stars, give us a few reviews. And if you have an idea for a show, send it to us. It's just producer at reverendnetworks.com. You can hit me up on Twitter. If you're here on YouTube, make sure and subscribe, share the video. And of course, we'll catch you next time right here on TechPath.